Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast and a very, very special episode today. Sitting across from me, a little bit of behind the scenes, Jade, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Good. I think people will be, this is the the first time they would have heard from you on the Keep the Change podcast, but Mm -hmm. not the next advisory pod, but I'll blow my cover. I don't do a lot of the admin in the background. (laughs) And you are responsible for ensuring that people have podcasts to listen to, the money mail ends up on Instagram, that it ends up on LinkedIn, that it ends up on the website, Facebook, Facebook as well, <laughs> and that you don't get angry when I missed you on a Saturday or a Sunday saying, <laughs> here's the title, here's the description, and basically keeping the Keep the Change podcast in order. So... Mm-hmm. That's a big collective round of applause in the background that you're probably hearing from all of the listeners. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. And then also probably like, oh, we thought Luke did all of that. But, uh, <laughs> but no, you uh, have been epic to you know add to the team here at Next Advisory to be able to help with a number of those sorts of things. And today we're going to have a little bit of a chat about some changes that you've got coming up in your life because I think there's some good lessons in here and I know you've got a lot on which you're mm-hmm. about to explain so we won't go too long because you've probably got places to be, but I'll flesh out as we get going a couple of things that I think could help others Mm -hmm. with what they're thinking about doing out there. Mm -hmm. So start with where you're going tomorrow and then we can work backwards. (laughs) So tomorrow morning, 9.15 a.m., I'm flying over to the GC. Uh, My partner Xavier has a football contract over there that's just been teed up. He went there last week and... Yeah, we're embarking on that. And this basically started for you, like the process in terms of should we go to the Gold Coast two weeks ago? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was two weeks ago. Maybe three. What's a day? Yeah, I think it was actually, no, yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah. So I guess what I want to focus on is the fact that, yes, you're going and you're doing that, both yourself and Xavier, but two weeks ago, it was basically an, an idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he got contacted from an agent on Instagram who um, they essentially find players for teams and yeah they messaged him and said hey we um, there's a visa spot on a t- for a team in the Gold Coast if you're interested we can um, get you like set up with some details with from the coach and go from there and we were like oh sure okay so yeah those conversations started Zave had to send through a highlights video and the coaches pretty much come back and say yes or no if they want to explore further and they did and they ended up kind of giving him an offer and then from there we kind of had to start deciding what we wanted to do. Cool as to whether you committed to doing it or not right? Yeah. yeah. So how much time elapsed from basically hey we'd like you to come over here to yep we're going to do it? It was six days. Six days. Yeah. Nice. Okay let's explore that six days (laughs) to start with. Um, so from from our side here at Next Advisory, you mm-hmm. said to Phil and I, "Hey, can I, 
you know, go and, and work remotely. Mm. And we've always said we'd support you with different things that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was a yes from us in the first 48 hours. I think it took a bit longer because I was recovering from stag <laughs> dude. So apologies. <laughs> apologies. Didn't really uh, yeah, add too much in that, that first day there. But so you knew that we were going to support you after a couple of days mm. and say, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So then that probably covered, the, right, you're going to have some income coming in. Yeah, that was probably like right off the bat the biggest thing for us because with the football contract, you have to be playing to get paid. So if Zave got injured or, you know, he wasn't making the match day squad, that kind of thing, he wouldn't be getting paid. And in New Zealand currently, he coaches and plays plays ball. That's how he makes all his money. And so he was essentially leaving a bit of job security behind um, to go there and not really know what was going to happen. So for one of us to know that we had an income and we were going to be able to, you know, make dinner every night and pay yeah. rent and that kind of thing, that was like pretty important. So that was one of the biggest things for us. Once that was kind of ticked off, um, we could kind of start figuring out the rest. Nice. So then you're, so we, you're two days into the six days of committing to going. What happens in that back two-thirds of those four days like what are you trying to figure out in that four days before committing yeah so I started trying to find a place to live which was not difficult because you know I just hustled and got it done but it required a lot of admin I messaged a lot of people a lot of people don't you know respond or they kind of like screw you around a little bit which is quite frustrating um so yeah we were kind of gauging whether or not we were going to easily find a place to live Um, and we hadn't actually confirmed that when we said yes that we had a place to live but we had spoken to enough people and had kind of gotten um, enough sort of feedback from the people we were talking to that we thought we might get a couple of flats saying it yep we want you Um, what else were we trying to figure out so you needed somewhere to live just on that you messaged over I think you came into the office and you told us you messaged over 70 people yeah 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 and yeah, I just sent them a little write-up about us and probably from the 70 people, over, I reckon over 70% didn't reply. Didn't? No. Wow. And then like the 30% that do reply, they're saying, you know, we don't want couples or, you know, there's like little reasons why they might not want you, which is totally fine. Um, but yeah, the response rate was pretty low, which I kind of expected, but it's obviously a bit disheartening when you're trying to make a decision and get things set up over there. Yeah. Um, but we just pushed through and yeah, we ended up sort of teeing up. I think we had three or four FaceTimes with people over there who kind of like showed us around and chatted to us and um, from those people I think we had three people say that they were keen for us to move in. Nice. Do you think that like at any stage do you think when you're not getting responses from people that you're thinking we're getting rejected? No but Mm. I did liken it to being in a relationship with someone that doesn't like you. Okay. Like they've got all the power. You're constantly messaging them. You're checking to see if they're replied. You're like hanging off every word. Yeah. Which I guess that is all a bit of like rejection. But no, not really rejection, more just kind of like, I don't know. I get it as well. Like we've been in that position where people have messaged us for flats that we've been advertising and it's not the right fit. And Yeah. No, I wouldn't say rejection, no. Yeah, because what I was going to say is that it's almost like, yeah, say it's you call it rejection. It doesn't matter. You've just got to keep going, right? Yeah. Because you still need to find out, can we find somewhere to live? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, every person that says no, that kind of just like leads you down the path that you want to go on. Yeah. And there's probably, you know, good reasons for them to say no. And it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We just kind of moved on to the next person. And yeah, yeah. it was what it was. It didn't really matter. 
And that's where I think there's a good lesson there for people who might be trying to make some extra income, for instance, and they go knock on 100 doors. Not that most people do that because they'd be too scared to do that anyway, but even if 70 people are like, no, we don't want you to mow the fucking lawns, you're not actually being rejected. You're basically being told, like, no, we don't need that help. Mm. This isn't, you know, it's not going to work. But you're one door closer to somebody saying yes. Mm, Totally. And I think it's a good way to remember that sometimes we think we're being... Like something's wrong with us because people aren't saying yes, but really we just haven't knocked on enough doors or messaged enough people saying, do you have a spare room? Could I come and live with you? Mm, for sure. I also think like for us, like how we kind of like delivery kind of made a big difference. Like in the beginning I was just messaging even people saying, hey, is this available? Yeah. And then, you know, that's kind of niggly. They don't have any background about who you are you could be a total freak or whatever once I started messaging them and saying like this is who we are this is why we're coming over this is a bit about us the response rate was way better oh nice um so yeah I had a little write-up and I was just copying and pasting and like changing a little bit of it if people had said some stuff about themselves and the flatmates like on the post then I would kind of like change it a little bit to sound a bit better or whatever But yeah, that definitely helped as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. A little bit of creativity. Yeah. And a bit of personalization. Nice. And some hustle. Okay. So you've got to, because you've got to find a place to stay to then have the comfort that you can make this work, right? Yeah. So it's basically like you were going to probably be prepared to send as many of those messages as you needed to. Yeah, absolutely. Until we found somewhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you go. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say, and it's funny how when your back's really against the wall, like what you're prepared to do, eh? Yeah, for sure. For all of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. and yeah, it wasn't even like a matter of like, oh, is this like, I didn't even care who I was messaging. I mean, I did. I was like, obviously making sure that the house was good and they seemed normal, but yeah, I was just like trying to get that response rate up and I needed to message more people to do that. Yeah. And like Zave's already there and loving it and it's just worked out how it's meant to be. So, you know, it just goes to show if you do hustle, you probably will get the rewards. Wicked. Yeah. Sweet. So you found the person that said, yep. And yep. then, so how many then, so once you had, oh, sorry, you committed to going before even getting the place sorted out, but you're, yeah. so you're obviously confident that you could, you could sort that piece. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. like pretty much, we were yeah quite far into the conversations with a few people and we had a feeling that at least one of them would come back and say that they wanted us. And by that stage, we had also started advertising for our room because that was another thing. We didn't want to have to be paying rent here and yeah. paying rent there. Um, so once we committed to going, then I posted up our room to advertise to find a new like new flatmates for the house essentially and that happened really quick and when that was started happening really quick I was like okay cool well like there's only so long we're gonna have to keep paying our rent here for so that means that once we're over there as long as we're not paying rent here we have the flexibility so even if we don't have somewhere to live you know we can stay in an Airbnb or you know we have a bit more disposable income to kind of figure that out while we're over there once the room here's sorted and yet we found someone to fill our room in like three days so that happened really quick. Wicked. So you're trying to de-risk your downside, which is outflow of cash, because no one's going to be in your room. So yeah. yeah, so you could identify that with something that you thought, okay, to make this decision more doable, we need to stop the, the blow of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we were thinking at first we were just going to lease our room out because we weren't, we were committed to going, but we were like, oh, it doesn't work out. We like, we like our flatmates, we like our house, we like the area. So we were kind of thinking that's what we would do, like rent it out for a few months and then just like stay it on the lease. And then if we wanted to, we could come back. And if we didn't want to, we could find someone longer term. But 
we just decided that we were far enough down the path that we didn't want to do that and we may as well just like fully commit. Yeah. And yeah, so that ended up working out for us. Work it. Yeah. Fully commit. (laughs) Outstanding. Okay, so after basically six days, you guys decided, right, we're going to do this. We're we're moving our lives to to the GC. We're Mm -hmm. figuring out how to decrease our risk on this side of the Tasman in New Zealand and then go over there and figure it out when you get there. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. And so then... Zave bounced how many days after that, roughly? Um, a week. Okay. So yeah, he's nearly been there for a week. Oh, I see. So he, so two weeks ago, the call came through, and then a week later, he was there. Yeah. And then, yeah, and now a week later, you're about to go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you were left behind to tidy up the mess. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just being hectic. Like, honestly, I've been thinking, like, wow, imagine being a single parent doing this with kids, and I'm only emptying one room. Yeah. So like a whole house, that would be hard work but you don't realize how much crap you've got until you're having to sort it out and either sell it or store it somewhere um and you've, so yeah you've been doing that i saw you were listing some stuff on uh facebook yeah i've been trying to sell pretty much well yeah most of our stuff and man facebook marketplace is another thing just people on there are different creatures <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean that's what you got to do to to get it done and yeah it's it's once again you kind of learn the fast ways to kind of make the sale or what you need to say to them so they have all the information so they can just buy the the item and get the sale done quick. But yeah, the people nice. on there that muck you around. And the scams at the moment are ridiculous. Yeah, Phil was telling me about that. Someone was trying to buy his bunk beds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell you about that. Yeah. Some PayPal scam or something. Okay, anything just in that, on that piece there on Facebook Marketplace that you noticed worked well? Just putting up all the info. People will still ask you questions that are like clearly answered in the description. But if you can put up all the info and then when someone messages you, if there's say like something wrong with the item or maybe something that you hadn't written, message them again and make sure that they're aware because there's nothing worse than messaging back and forth and them deciding they want to buy and then they're going to come pick it up and then they realize, oh no, this isn't what I thought it was. So just getting all the information out there as soon as possible and also like not being afraid to follow up. I guess it's like... Nice. You know, what we were saying before about messaging people if someone's not replying and you need it sorted just follow up with them because people do forget or they get busy or whatever and yeah geez you get a little mini business degree <laughs> 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 moving, moving over to G- gc have you been amazed at what you've been able to do in two weeks yes yeah yeah and like i've had help from people like our families have both like let us um, keep stuff at their house and you know my dad came over yesterday and picked up all of our furniture to take it up north to my grandparents and so you know I haven't done it fully on my own but yeah once the deadline was set and I decided that I was going to go tomorrow I'm pretty surprised that it's actually happened and I've been able to do everything I've done. Yeah has it been overwhelming? Um, Not overwhelming it has been full-on yeah. and it's been like stressful in a way but like it's for a good reason and I'm more excited to get there. Like the excitement to get there is outweighs any other emotion like that could be negative. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like so motivated to get it done so I can get there. Man. Yeah. I think that's the importance of a deadline for, for all of us. It's so easy to, at this time of year to be like, right, I've got a goal to do something by X, Y, Z. But you just mm. naturally, we give ourselves heaps of time to do it. Mm. But I've read so many things and seen so many examples where if you just shorten up deadlines, you start to realise what you're actually capable of. Or even when you think you're really busy, going like saying yes to opportunities and then figuring out how to do them and Mm. then learning, wow, I'm capable of so much more than what 
you know, society seems to tell people that, oh, no, you can only do this much and, and whatnot, and you realise what you can actually get done in a small amount of time. Yeah, for sure. Like, I reckon even if I would have, like, set a shorter deadline, it would have been really hard, but, like, I would have got it done. Would have been probably, like, hospital passing a few items around to the family, but, you know, still, you just you just do it. Yeah, wicked. All right, there's a good theme of deadlines in there, so <laughs> people might want to learn from that. And then giving people all of the information they need to make a decision, mm-hmm. something we talk about here at Next Advisory at times as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a little bit of stress, but, hey, the stress and whatnot is, over, you know, is trumped by the fact that there's positive emotions on the other side of that. So, again, like a reminder of things get hard, that if we've designed them to be hard, then on the other side of that, it's probably worth it. For yeah. sure. Okay. What else, anything else you learned through this process that you're reflecting on over the last couple of weeks? Um, probably just to like trust your gut. Like I when the offer came through, I was instantly like pretty keen. Yeah. It was probably more Zave that was a bit more reserved, which was um, you know, fair enough for him because it's a lot of uncertainty around the decision and he's leaving things behind here that he can't just like head over there and set up straight away, like his coaching business and that kind of thing. But yeah, I just kind of, yeah, just trust your gut. Like I, I knew it was going to be the right decision that we would end up making whether we went or we didn't go. And that's already proven to be true because, you know, things have aligned and things have happened and it's all working out. And yeah, like just kind of take the leap and it will work out how it's meant to be. Nice. I think two things that it's just jogged my memory on. When you first messaged Phil and I about going, one of the things that I said back in the group chat and I was on a stag do, so I didn't give it too much context. So probably you probably thought, fuck, I don't have this answer, dickhead. But it was a question to you rather than like, hey, this, like, tell us what the answer mm. is. But I think I said to you, oh, you, you were saying, we're just not sure if it'll be the right decision. Mm. And I said to you, why wouldn't it be the right decision? I should have said, maybe have a think about what would what wouldn't make it the right decision? Yeah, no, I got what you meant. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> then I was thinking about it, like the next day, and I was like, "Shit, Jay's probably like, what the hell?" Like, well, we don't, we don't know. It's, but what can be good sometimes to do is to think about, okay, what's the ultimate downside risk to this, or what's the worst case scenario with whatever we're trying to make a decision on. And this has been like a major decision. It's not just yeah. a simple. All oh, right, I might move to another country in the next two yeah. weeks. Like, not many people do that. But for you guys, basically, the worst case scenario, let's say, is that you just come back, right? Yeah, totally. And like, you know, our family would take us in in an instant and, you know, if I was working remotely there, I can just come back here and keep working and, you know, life wouldn't change that much. And Mm. that's kind of what we kept coming back to, you know, like, what is the worst that's going to happen? We just come back. Yeah. And, oh, well. Yeah. I think it helps sometimes with just easing the pressure of big decisions when you realise, like, oh, okay, there's Mm. actually, you know, that it's not as bad as what you're thinking because you're trying to think through to doing it of all the things that can go wrong mm-hmm. and then instead you stop and think, well, you can't control whether they do or if they don't. So mm-hmm. then if they all did, which normally they don't, there's some saying like basically 90% of worry like never happens anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like now that we're here and like I'm leaving tomorrow and everything's sorted, like to think that we were unsure on the decision, I'm just like, why were we ever unsure? Yeah. You know, like, we should have just said yes. And obviously that's with hindsight and, like, things have gone well so far. But, yeah, like, at this point I'm so glad we're doing it and we'll just see what happens and if it doesn't work out, we come back. Yeah. I think once you commit to a decision, then you, like, things start moving faster, right? And then yeah. you're like, why did I waste all that time thinking about it? I, yeah. Yeah. And, like, when I was talking to f- friends and family, they kept asking, like, oh, my God, you're so excited 
And I'm like, yeah, I am excited, but we've just made the decision and it's just what's happening now. And mm. it's not like it's this big thing we have to think about. Once we had fully committed, it was just like, all right, there's all these things we have to do to get there. Let's just like make it happen and go. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of been like a nice feeling as well. Wicked. Well, from our side, just some things that often I talk about in the Keep the Change podcast that I am like trying to encourage people to think about is to go above and beyond and to, you know, not do the whole quiet quitting, bare minimum bullshit stuff that I talk about. But, you know, you're someone who does go above and beyond. You never complain. You don't really have a sense of entitlement. You've got a good attitude. You bring a lot of value around here. And that means that when you ask to do things like this, for Phil and I were like, well, yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs> yeah. But if it was somebody who didn't, I think we'd find it harder to do that. So mm. I think this is a good example of what becomes possible for people if they do go above and beyond and, you know, actually help and slot in and, and help other people achieve their goals and things like that too. And then naturally reciprocate reciprocation you want to help people do theirs. So yeah, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to. Yeah, <laughs> nah. But, you know, I think hopefully that people can see, oh, okay, shit, you know, because not everybody that listens to Keep the Change wants to be doing, you know, going out there and doing side hustles and all these different things, right? But you can see that opportunities come to people who do go above and beyond, just like mm-hmm. Zave, you know, for instance, right, getting effectively, like, scouted to go over there and play. Yeah, And so sure. now he gets that opportunity. But if he goes, like, oh, I don't want to put a highlights reel together, like, mm-hmm. I can't be bothered. Well, then opportunity not there. Yeah, exactly. And that is like, it's like a 15 minute video that probably took him an hour to put together. And like, that's what's, you know, been the catalyst for this whole thing. Obviously, the years of football and all trainings and the rest of it. But, you Mm. know, like that one small action is what's got us here. And him having that ready as well to go. And we could just send it straight through. Like, that's what made it so easy for them to like come back and say, all right, cool. Let's like carry on with this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think as Kiwis, we're so scared to promote ourselves and we're mm. like, oh, don't do that. And, you know, you see your mates start doing it and see so you mug them off. And so we're just like, it just turns into, you know, don't do that. But he's obviously had the foresight to realise, like, no one's going to do that for me. If if I want that opportunity, then I'm going to have to, you know, display that I'm yeah. worthy of deserving it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been cool. And, like, I mean, it's a bit of a sidetrack, but now he's there and one of – they need a position in that team which is a centre back and one of his best mates is a centre back and I'm pretty sure he's now coming like he's decided this morning that he's going to take the last visa spot on the team so like you know it's just like so sick like he's going to head over there too and we'll all be there and yeah yeah. the opportunities that have come for like other people as well is exactly cool yeah I think we did a podcast recently Mike and I talking about don't just take action for yourself like take it for what comes of it and then you can help other people by by what you're doing. That's a bloody yeah, good example of that. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. The Kiwis take over the GC some more, <laughs> eh? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Good things for people to think about in there, Jade. I've been impressed with how much you've been able to get through in this last couple of weeks. I was thinking, oh, I don't know if they're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Once we once you messaged her and said you were gonna do it, it's like that's awesome. You've uh, obviously gone through your decision making process, which all of us need. And yeah, looking forward to see how it goes for you over there. Thank you. We'll be peppering you t- three or two hours in advance saying, <laughs> hey, this is the description for this podcast. <laughs> Keep the content coming for the people. But Will do. Yeah, all the best. And I'm sure we'll do a little check-in as we go with your journey as well. Cool, thank you.